Did I forget to post? It's The Social Dose. The Social Dose is your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media. Now brought to you every Tuesday and Thursday. Today is Tuesday, May 16th, and I'm Paris Nicholson at Paris Nicholson on socials. And I'm Michael Judson Barry at M Judson Barry on socials. And let's get into these headlines. Today, Beyonce's Renaissance tour began last week, and the hive is a frenzy over how social media is releasing the swarm secrets. Then, we talk about the soft porn on the go phenomenon known as spicy book talk. Ooh, and finally, did you say horny, baby? This heart <clears throat> throb is a new weekend anchor on Good Morning America, and he's not just hot, he's gay! We break down why socials can't get enough of our daytime news daddy, Gio Benitez. All this breaking social media news and more coming up next on The Social Dose. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael, and you're listening to The Social Dose. Let's see what else is new on our feeds, shall we? Uh, Paris, have you been seeing all the Ben Affleck and JLo content lately? I have, Michael. Now, as we know here at The Social Dose, I personally support Ben and Jennifer together as a couple. I've never been happier than when they are together. And even though everyone's trying to force this narrative that Ben's mad or hates Jennifer or they're fighting or something based on this little clip where he slams a car door, I think it's shenanigans. I think he just hates the paparazzi so much and you see it on his face every time. And because we don't know Ben Affleck, the only time we see him is when he's looking at paparazzi. So we think he hates the world, but he doesn't. I don't know. I just love every time Ben Affleck is just over it. You know, like starting from that yes, picture of him with the tired. cigarette outside, he's like, Ugh. he's like every exasperated, exasperated dad out there. You know, yeah. he's every tired PTA dad who just doesn't want to be there when he just like slams the car door after helping her in. And he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> I just read your shirt that says gay and tired. And I was like, he's gay and yeah. tired. Oh, minus yeah. the gay. I'm wearing, <laughs> yes, that is in fact what my T-shirt says. And is for me, it's fully true. For him, it's only half true. He's just tired all the time. I think that's also when he's with Jennifer Lopez, they're just always cameras around though. So yeah. I think we just get that many more wonderful snippets of him just looking over it. Mm-hmm. They keep taking these little slits and then being like, oh, this is Ben Affleck. And then they cut out all the parts where they're like laughing and smiling and having a good time. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of gay and tired. Speaking of gay and tired, George Santos leaving court. I love, someone made a video and put it on Twitter, and it's a picture of George Santos with all the cameras in his face with the song Rumors by Lindsay Lohan playing. And yes, it just feels so perfect. That's the exact energy of this photo. Yes. I'm tired of rumors starting. I'm tired <laughs> of being followed. Yeah, except George, you started those rumors yourself, girl. So you got no one to blame but yourself. Honestly, true. Now, here's the thing, Michael. Nikki what? G's here with us, and I have to hear what she thinks about this. Nikki G, hello. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Thank you for having me back. I'm ready to talk tea with y'all. Um, let me tell you about this, like, J-Lo, Ben Affleck situation. I'm in the same boat with you, Paris. I think he just wants to make his little art, his little films, and he doesn't want anything else to do with the industry. Um, what was that new movie that he just made, Air? He's like, let me make my cute movies and then leave me out of it. But you also are dating Jennifer Lopez. You are dating the J-Lo. Yeah. The J-Lo who consistently brings out that green Versace dress every two years to remind us who she is. So like, I feel like, bro, come on. Occupational hazard. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, it's like she's queen of like the paparazzi, I feel like. I feel like no others, a few other celebrities use the paparazzi the way she does. We learned that from her documentary. And so it's just like, bro, you got to know what you're getting yourself into here. Exactly. Yeah. He's probably like, I love dating JLo, but I forgot about this part of it, which I don't love. <laughs> and that's fair. But I mean, it's fair, but open up one social media platform and you could have been reminded, honey. Just one. <laughs> you think yeah. Ben Affleck should join Instagram or TikTok? Um, I think he should join Raya. <laughs> no, <Ooh>. just... <laughs> okay, Nikki G. Hello? <laughs> hey. And he speaks Spanish fluently, we just learned. So oh my God. And you remember that scene from Gone Girl. So not only has he, you know, got a talented tongue there, but he's we all see why JLo's with him. And Gwyneth Paltrow recently referred to him as technically perfect in bed. Oh. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It's a great time to be a Ben Affleck. Yeah. With despite that. his face. <laughs> oh man okay on that happy dream let's in- get into today's stories shall we we shall the queen is back not of england of course r.i.p but the true queen bee beyonce she's finally kicked off her renaissance tour and the internet was maybe a little too ready some people are sick of the spoilers paris with more That's right, Michael. The tour started this past Wednesday on May 10th in Stockholm, Sweden, which is like kind of a random spot if you ask me. Um, It has a 37-song set list, and B will be performing 56 shows in total, which is wild to think about. Um, But people are torn. Everyone online is torn uh, because it's so easy to live stream everything nowadays. People are kind of like sad that they're spoiling the big surprises that happen when you go to see a live show. And I, as somebody have that has no tickets to Beyonce and sort of just assumed I would never be able to get them. Like I didn't even try. I was like, whatever tax bracket that requires, I'm certainly not there. So I won't even think about entertaining that idea. I just imagine it's beyond my, my pay grade. Um, I'm not mad. I'm glad that I can see all of this Beyonce content because it's reminded me one, how much I love her and two, what a star this bitch is. And she did a really smart thing because Parkwood Entertainment knowing that everything was going to leak like the second it happened, they got ahead of it and put out some really high quality, gorgeous photos, some gorgeous video content, really showcasing what you're going to get when you go to the Renaissance tour. I'm actually in the tax bracket that not only do I have tickets to one show, but two shows in two different cities. Um, but Incredible. like I live in Atlanta A and you live status. in LA. So maybe that's the issue. <laughs> Um, but listen i am i'm sitting on the fence on this one because like i am so excited for the tour but i i will be honest with you i was on tiktok watching a live stream happen as those lights went off for stockholm but here's the thing like eighty thousand other people wanted to join me and the footage was terrible so i jumped off of it so like yes (laughs) I'm excited to see everything, but I'm also not watching everything in its entirety. Like I know the T-Swifties are definitely sitting there watching the full three hour YouTube of Taylor Swift. That is not me. I'm not going to do that with Beyonce. I was like, I still want to be there clacking my fan, not knowing what's happening. That's so exciting. Honestly, I'm very jealous. And I think you're right. You kind of have to save some stuff for when you're going live. 
But as yeah. somebody who will never get to see Beyonce live, actually never say never, maybe I will. As somebody yeah. who probably won't, I'm happy to watch all of the footage that is trickling out. And I've been obsessing over it for days. Same. This actually though made me sad for the days when I was really bad at social media. When I like, like I've said before, like could barely turn my phone on, let alone navigate social media because I never got spoilers. Like I still oh. don't know how Harry Potter ends or what? Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've read all the Harry Potter books except the last one because I don't know, I'm weird. I'm waiting. If ever I have children one day, I want to like read it all with them. Then we'll finish it together in the sweet oh, little Oh, I think we've talked thing. about this, and I was mad then, and I'm mad again now. Yeah, but luckily I'm I like until I started getting into this, I I miss spoilers. So I sort of miss those days because now you do get spoilers. Um, yeah. But I think it was really smart that Beyonce's team did put out their own you know, hot clips of like, these were our top moments. These are the looks. This is how we want to present the tour. But I love that they didn't include any audio. That to yeah. me is hilarious. And I love, I because I watched it and I was like, wait a second, what's wrong? I tried four different kinds of headphones. <laughs> I'm with the the comments from like, at uh, uh, Keisham Please. I just said that wrong, but it's fine. Who said POV fighting with my volume button for 20 minutes. And like, yes. I feel like I was not alone with that being like something's wrong. Oh, no, that was me. I was 100% like going into other videos being like, do I have my sound on? Like I would get out of the Beyonce one, go into some other random story and be like, okay, this this does have sound. And then go back to Beyonce and be like, is my phone on silent? What is happening here? Like I yeah. was, yeah. do you guys remember that scene in Zoolander where they're like hitting the computer and they're like, it's in the computer. That was me with my phone. I was <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Like, all of a sudden, I became a Neanderthal trying to figure out how does sound work on my phone? <laughs> That's me every day. It's not crazy to think, because it's like Beyonce's actual page. So you're, like, expecting an audio and visual component. Yeah. And you're like, they wouldn't fuck this up. And then you're like, oh, they probably didn't fuck this up. This was probably a choice to only give us the tiniest little snippets, which I love that we're going Did getting... I watch all three minutes of it yeah. on silent? 100% I did. <laughs> Because, I mean, there were multiple comments from people that were like, only Beyonce could get me to watch an entire silent video. Yeah. And of all the people who could actually pull this off, it's it's Beyonce. She said, I'll give you the album. I'll give you visuals. I won't give you both at the same time. A true Virgo queen. Speaking of visuals, how did we feel about all of these looks? Let's talk about the bee. Let's, let's talk about the sexy, sexy Mugler bee. Okay, what's Mugler? When you said Mugler, I thought that was an adjective. Is and a I was French like, is that a bad Terry thing? Mugler. Okay, because I thought you were like, look at that outfit. It's so Mugler. And I was like, that, do you mean it's shiny, but also moody? <laughs> like, what does this mean? It's like a structured, animal inspired alien piece with Aww. lots of metallic. That's very like Mugler signature style from the 90s. Okay, but do you know who it's giving me? Okay, did you. Who is it going Watch Thumbelina. Yes. Yes. The old, Thumbelina, old, old one. Thumbelina, like Dom Blue Thumbelina. So uh, when Thumbelina goes to yes. the Beetle Ball, that is what it's giving 100%. Uh, I looked at it and I was uh, like, yes, Thumbelina, you better be the hottest beetle, but B. Oh my God. I'm looking at it right now. This is incredible. This is unlocking things in my brain. The joy uh, you just brought my life. I just love the, the video clip on TikTok from... Um, from at Levi-FM-2, where it's like her coming out and doing one of her little Beyonce walks, which she does, where she sort of like does her cute little walk and the boobs are just everywhere. Yeah. Um, and and then like the the twins, who are the twins that 
everybody's very excited about that she's on tour with. The two the guys. The less that twins, she, Larry yes. and Laurent. They're there and they're with her and then they start dancing. But watching her try and dance with that headdress on and keeping it on just reminds me of like every Vegas showgirl. You know, those giant things on their heads that are <laughs> weigh a ton and they have to like very carefully move. Yeah. It's like watching her do this tight little dance where she's like, don't fall off, don't fall off, don't fall off. I did see, I've been following a bunch of Renaissance, uh, Renaissance Update Twitters like since it started because I was like, well, I'm going to need a full daily dose of this. Yes. Uh, so I started following at B7album. Okay. Who they repo they retweeted a picture that somebody posted of a bee that landed on their window and they said nobody Beyonce performing America has a problem and it's just like this oh. bee with these tits <laughs> it's like why does this bee have these but also that's exactly Beyonce in this look it's a bee with the biggest knockers you've ever seen just yeah. smushed up against the video though it's like when somebody's being sexy in the shower like they have a glass shower and they like smush up against it yes that's what that bee is doing that, that bee, bee is serving it is borderline pornographic uh, it's what we all wish Ben Affleck had done in that shower scene in Gone Girl. Thank you. Um, I'm bringing it back. Thank you. Mm. Um, is also, is that a thing? Are listeners out there, any of you bee experts, please write to us at thesocialdosepodcast.com and let us know why this bee has enormous tits. Yeah, the bee has nipples too. It's got to be photoshopped. It's probably photoshopped. But also, maybe also <laughs> let us know which bees are the bustiest bees. Yes. Ooh, it's giving queen bee. Queen bee has to have the biggest rack. I, wait, I did top five hottest bees. I know this. It is the queen bee and everyone else is mm. just second fiddle. But the queen bee can't fly, right? She's That's too That's why heavy. she's so thick. Damn. Anyway. she's not flying. She's like, mm. We digress. I love let that. Let the drones come in. Feed me the royal honey. Listen, I cannot wait to absolutely lose my mind. At the Beyonce concert. Like, Ugh. I am ready to ride Renee herself. Like, that is what I'm hoping for. Living my best <laughs> yeah. pop star dreams. Oh, my God. Yeah, have y'all seen this? This pop star mic filter that gives you, like, the perfect little 90s Britney head mic? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. This came up on my For You page earlier this week of a girl doing, like, a full reenactment of, like, a Britney pop moment. Like, a live uh, audio that she did. It's um from Ray of Sunshine, spelled R-A-E. And she literally lip syncs this so perfectly down to like the heavy breathing from Britney's choreo. And I'm obsessed with how she did this. This is so well done. And it just makes me want to use this filter and like be a kid in my bedroom in the 90s again, except I don't have to use a hairbrush as a mic anymore. And I love that she's just like in a baggy t-shirt in her bathroom and she is just channeling Britney in that moment. And that little microphone is just all she needs. And it's perfect. That is literally all you need is like a little bit of like boom, boom, cack and a little mic. And I think you're a pop star for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I love the, the one also from- head mic. The tiniest little head mic. The one from at Marlon Zaragozo, Zaragozo, who is like full pop start out with like the jeans and the little white crop top, who does a mashup of, um, do you know the Muffin Man in the style of Cher? Where it's like, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> do you know the Muffin Man? The man lives downtown. Drew Lane. Oh, he moved downtown. Good for him. I, I don't know. I just made that part up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> downtown. Wait, Paris, what was that sound from again, though? You said you found it. Oh, I had to look into it because I was like, what is this Cher Muffin Man? And I guess it was from a late night show and they had Adam Lambert like spin a wheel and he had to combine the Muffin Man nursery rhyme with the, the style of Cher and did a beautiful job. Adam Lambert, incredibly talented. Yeah. But watching Marilyn Zaragoza do it, I was like, this, you are a pop star. Oof. 
with um, the caption, you better not be entertaining these guys. And she's got the full head mic and the look and the choreo ready to entertain yeah. these guys. <laughs> so wait, who would you do to? Nikki, would you do Beyonce? Or like, is there somebody now that you would like want to channel in? Oh my God. Like, who are you already lip syncing to in your bathroom mirror? Right, right. Okay. I feel like I have to do almost like the gay trifecta. And my brain is like Beyonce, Gaga, Cher. Okay. But also Britney. But yeah. like, but then like as you start thinking, it's like, oh my God, and this person and this person. So I think I'm just putting um the top pop stars on shuffle and I'm just having like a three-hour concert. Mm. Ah. I would mm. watch this. I honestly would tune in and watch this entire thing. Michael, would you do Ethel Merman with a tiny head mic? No, when you said the gays, <laughs> you were like the gay trifecta, and my brain immediately went, Judy, Liza, Barbara, Bette. <laughs> <laughs> These are names I shan't forget. And that's when you said the other ones. I was like, oh, that's right, the, the newer ones. Right, 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 right. And with that, we're going to take a quick little break. Break. It's a, a break. break. It's a brief it's a, break. It's called a Brie break. Larson break. But when we get back, we're talking about TikTok's horny little secret. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Anime Awards this year were amazing! And I'm still not over all of the amazing live musical performances. Honestly, same. The Anime Awards may be over, but our discussion is not. If, like us, you're still not over the Anime Awards show and the results, join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. Listening each week to our breakdown of everything that happened at the 2024 Anime Awards and hear news on the other anime and pop culture that you care about. If you don't want to miss all the post-Anime Awards discussion, then tune in to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. And we're back. Since the dawn of time, porn has been the backbone of literature. From Shakespeare to Fifty Shades to Tumblr posts, people are always inventing new ways to express their horniness. And society's newest way to take porn on the go? Spicy Book Talk. MJB reports. When you said you were going to do that in a voice, I wasn't expecting Maggie Smith. Yeah, like, that is Maggie Smith. <laughs> you're talking about something sexy and you made it into an old British dame. I don't know, I since ex- the dawn of time feels like a Maggie Smith <laughs> thing to say. Oh my God, Paris. Okay, and fancy um, music. I I actually feel like I am not fully equipped to do this summary. I, I am an avid reader, so I was very excited we were going to do a book talk segment. However, I believe Nikki is actually the perfect guest for this because this is very much your literature, literature, literature genre. Please fill us in on this. Let me tell you all about spicy book talk, okay? Yes. Anything <laughs> goes, okay? Fairies, vampires fetishes, kings, like whatever you think is happening. Yeah, it's half aliens. Okay. There's a series about aliens with mm-hmm. six 
foot schlongs. Okay. What? Yes. yes. Planet of the Blue Barbarians. Okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> So let me tell you, Spicy Book Talk is literally a place where everyone just comes together and there's no shame here, honey, okay? We are all reading this. We are all one. You know what? Maybe this is the way to world peace is Spicy Book Talk. Hey. I love this. Where everyone comes together. Literally. Um, yes, if you need some recommendations, look at at Books Related, who shared a whole video of fun, spicy book recommendations with, like, cool music underneath. And it has 147,000 likes. So, like, yeah, this is this is a big thing. I personally love this. I grew up, obviously, on the darkest ages of the early internet, and fan fiction was some of the first porn I ever consumed. I distinctly remember there was, because I loved X-Men Evolution, which was like a show on Cartoon Network, there was one series that I read for like months, and it was like basically just different sex scenes between Nightcrawler and Shadowcat, who were like a couple in the show. But the nastiness that they got up to with his little demon tail and his weird two fingers, like I shouldn't have been reading that at 13, but I was, and I was absolutely living. Yes, okay. Paris, this explains so much about me. <laughs> I'm glad it's reaching a broader audience with Spicy Book Talk now. Okay, but I do want to say for me personally, there are books that are like too much sex. Like, and I know that's, that's you know, for me as a reader, like I'm a Fair, Sarah okay. J. Mass fan. So Court of Thorns and Roses, like that whole, the whole mass verse. Like there's 15 books, y'all. And I have read all of them multiple times. I'm down for the fairy porn. But nice. I also like back in the day did read, you know, the Fifty Shades um, series. And that was boring as hell. Like to me, it was just like sex for the sake of sex. I still need a cute little plot line. I need to be emotionally invested in my characters. Like I'm not yeah. here, you know, if I just want to see people bang, there's websites for that. I want to have an emotional attachment. So mm-hmm. that's for me personally. I'm going to go back to like the series, let's say the Sarah J. Mass verse, uh, the throne of glass series. It doesn't get sexy till book number six in this series. So, Oh, so, so it's like it lesbian. Is, you, porn. Uh, you, you, <laughs> the story is drawn out. You're invested in these characters. And by the time it gets sexy, you're like this, it, it is worth it now. Like I have done my time. I love that. It really Ooh. has that effect on you. Like I remember I was reading, it was like, it's a trilogy. It's about this woman who's like a really incredible like art dealer slash criminal and like travels all over Europe. Let me find the name of it. But it doesn't even seem like a particularly sexy book. And then at some point, and she's bisexual, I, we, you, you learn. At some point, she just like starts going to these different things to like push her own agenda in her career. And then like things take a sexy turn. And you're like, wait, I never saw this for you, but good for her. What's that called? Hold on. It's like Machina or like It should Maestro. be called The Adventures of Nikki Garza. That's what it should be called. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for your memoir. And it's written like a spicy novel. Yeah. And as one of our social scientists reported, you could do this subtly anywhere, in the airport, at a funeral. As long as you're on your phone, it looks like you're just scrolling through TikTok. But you could be reading some really spicy stuff. I will say I found the book. It's called Domina. There's a tr- It's a trilogy. It's Domina, Maestra, and then there's a third one. Very chic, very sexy, very bi-friendly. Um, but for you, Michael, I do recommend a book that was given to me by my fiancé called The Back Passage. 
It is oh. gay as fuck. It's <laughs> basically like an Agatha Christie novel if in between every clue being revealed, two guys had anal. Oh my God. Yeah. This sounds perfect. You'd love it. Is it also like a British period piece? British yes, period piece? Yes, it literally is. <gasps> There's like a cop that's called a Bobby and like he gets railed. It's great. You just checked every one of my <laughs> personal interests. Oh my God, Paris, thank you. I'm going to go buy that on Amazon right now. The back passage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I do want to thank Gen Zers for bringing, you know, naughty books to TikTok out of, a, you know, other spaces. Like, it's fun seeing it there. And another thing that Gen Zers have been talking about, which, you know, maybe is one of those things that went unsaid. You know, like, this feels one of those things that used to be sort of scandalous. And now people are like, no, we read spicy books and we're not ashamed. Another thing is the three-hour shower that they're talking about, which I didn't know existed. Um, Nikki, do you... No, because it's women, really. It's not men, because it's like women talking about all the things they do in their monthly three-hour shower. And I didn't know that this was a thing. What what exactly is this? I heard it, and like, mind you, I'm a millennial, Um, is was like the everything shower. Mm. But now it is a three-hour shower. But like, literally, it's everything. It's you're showering, and then... You're pretty much giving yourself a happy ending because why not? You're already in there, right? We exfoliate, <laughs> you're shaving, you're deep conditioning. And then you have a detachable shower head and you're like, you know what could make this even better? Getting off. <laughs> That's what I thought, Nikki. I saw this and I was like, okay, I, I get an everything shower. My everything shower, 45 minutes tops. Oh. And that's if I'm really milking it. So I was like, Gen Z must be down there like one hour to do everything and then two hours to just go to town on themselves with the detachable shower head, which I, we've all been there. I don't yeah. blame you at all. But, you know, <laughs> we are in a bit of a drought economically. Maybe oh. be a little more mindful with your water usage. Yeah. But it has like the hashtag everything shower has like millions upon millions upon millions. And people are like, women are talking about this and these TikToks are getting millions of views. I didn't necessarily get the happy ending part. I thought it was just, it took three hours to get all the things done. But now I see why the headline of articles has been like, the everything shower is better than sex. Now I get it. Thank you. Boom. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, are you on Spicy Book Talk? If you are, let us know at the thesocialdosepodcast.com um, if you have any other recommendations like Paris's, where it's like hot British bobbies doing things in dark alleys. And solving mysteries. And solving mysteries. We'll get right back into the trending news after these quick ads. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. What if you could become stronger, more resilient, cure disease, and all you have to do is get naked in the cold and breathe? You get into ice water, and instead of, like, freaking out, you relax. It's called the Wim Hof Method, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Justin Bieber love it. I do the ice plunge because it's good for your body. But there's also a dark side. How many people have died doing the Wim Hof Method? We can override even death! Listen on the podcast Infamous. That's Infamous, playing now. And we're back. 
Continuing our hottie theme today, Good Morning America has a new weekend anchor, and he is hot, and much like the characters in that book, a homosexual. And he looks fabulous on TV, and he's looking great on our timelines as well. Paris, who am I talking about? That's right, Michael. It appears that ABC's Good Morning America is putting behind the infamous 2022 anchor affair and have hired a Gio Benitez, which is a very handsome anchor who represents what it means to be hot and gay. Uh, This man is beautiful. He's front and center. It seems like he worked really hard. He's had a long career to get to where he is. So very excited to, to see this and more of him on our timelines, just delivering news in a way that's hot and gay. (laughs) Um, I will say, because I know everyone at home is thinking it, I've already looked it up. There are no nudes to be found. It seems as if the internet has been waiting for nudes of this man as early as 2014, and they have yet to surface, so I would not hold your breath. I know. Have y'all seen this man? Yes. Oh. Yes, I, I I have seen this man. I was like, where where did this man come <laughs> from? He just he just appeared on the on the TV one day, and I was like, hello, sir. <laughs> How are you? Oh, <laughs> oh no! I've been following him and his husband Tommy Daddario for a while on oh, Instagram. Really? Tommy Daddario, he works for Extra. I think he's on multiple shows where he does sort of red carpet interviews with celebrities, mm. and they're just one of those like annoyingly gorgeous couples. You know, both of them, their bodies are insane. Um, mm. You know, and they've got the two looks. Tommy's like blonde with these like piercing, really light blue eyes. Paris, you would hate it. He probably fluently <laughs> speaks blue eye. You know, he wakes up in the morning. He's like, ah! um, and and you've got his gorgeous husband, Gio, who is like dark hair, dark eyes. You know, the two of them are just like, ah, ah. And they're probably nice. Like they're smart. They're successful. They're gorgeous. And watch, they're lovely too. In which case Ew. I hate them both. It sounds like we've discovered Michael's fantasy threesome. <laughs> they they seem lovely though, and I love when when Good Morning America announced Gio and he came in and Tommy was on set, and they were like, "Someone here wants to congratulate." And Tommy came up and gave him a hug, and he's crying. It's mm-hmm. just it's so sweet, and I think we agree with like at Carl Same who said, "My husband who doesn't cry cried today." I love that ABC believes in all of us, and I think for a lot of people, it's just really lovely to see you know, that they're hiring, that they're being inclusive in this way and really promoting it. It's also it. like I think a brilliant lovely. move. Like June's right around the corner. It's going to be Pride Month in our faces. Let's have a gay anchor real quick, mid-May, so it doesn't look like it's Pride related. Ooh, that was <laughs> But smooth. you know what? Win for the community nonetheless. Ooh. A win is a win. A win is a mm-hmm. win. A win is Love a win. Love wins. So (laughs) I am so excited. I'm going to go follow Good Morning America on all the socials just so I can see this man talk about lovely things or not lovely things. Just we can talk in a lovely manner about things. There we go. I got there. Wait a minute. Is this how they transition millennials into being like morning news watchers? Just slowly through hot gays? Yeah. And yeah. Soon we're picking up the morning paper. And I support it. It's the morning paper. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, everything old is new again. Peter Allen knew what he was talking about when he sang that. (laughs) Neither of you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No. Well, thank you so much for joining us, listeners. Nikki, before you go, please tell everyone where they can find you. Um, Yes, you can find me on Instagram, on TikTok at at itsnikki.g. You know what? I would say follow me on Twitter, but don't because I'm just there for naughty things. So <laughs> let's stick Ooh. to the gram and Ooh. the TikTok. Yes, definitely follow Nikki so that you can see when she does her Renaissance reenactment tour with her cute little microphone. But oh also, um, if you have any other spicy book recommendations, specifically, my categories are like gay, spicy, and, you know, magic. 
then get in my DMs, y'all. Love. Love that. And definitely get into, let us know at the socialdosepodcast.com what you're thinking, what you're feeling, who you're following, who we should be following. Leave us a voice message. Leave us a written message. We will play it here. We'll reenact it here. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And besties, don't forget to tune in on Thursday as we get into more social media messiness. In the meantime, I will be finishing my 15th read of The Back Passage. And I'm going online to buy the book right now. Happy scrolling, friends. Happy scrolling. The Social Dose is a Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Daniel Jones-Wesley is senior producer, Chelsea Jacobson is producer, and Sunny Balkin is associate producer. This show is engineered by Gulliver Lawrence Tickle and John Scott. Music by Dom Jones. 